0: Hey, this is another episode of Aussie Tech Heads, and you'd be right. Hi, welcome to another week, another show. excelando That's a word I just made up. Mm. yeah hey, how you doing, hey? It's good to be back. It's good to be in your speakers once again. This is, yes, another episode, and uh, we're raring to go. Uh, the episode is brought to you by adhwebhosting.com.au, Aussie Tech Heads Web Hosting. So go down there, have a look at all the little plans they've got. If you need web hosting, check them out. All right. Now to give us the lowdown... Uh, Help me give you the lowdown for this week. We welcome uh, William. Uh, Hello, uh, William. Good evening, sir. How are you? Uh, Good, thank you. And what's been going on this week? Uh, Yeah. About that? (laughs)
1: About that. A little bit more, maybe. Uh, All right. Good stuff. Working hard, I hope. (laughs) Now... Don't have a choice. Well, partly working, but you know, same thing. Now, mm. yeah, look, a <laughs> bit light on 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 guests,
0: but never, that doesn't matter because we've got a stack load of stories. And I think we're gonna have to uh, get cracking uh, on with these stories. But I'll tell you what, there's a, the first story that's coming up is uh, I don't know. Uh, there's a, there's a fair bit to it, so this might take us a little while. But anyway, uh, I suppose we better get that out of the way. Hey, Will, we'll get the long story. So. We'll get the long story out of the way. Now, I don't know if you've heard about this through the week or since it since it broke,
1: but the, the heart bleed virus. Have you heard mm. about the heart bleed? Heart I was bleeds. actually just reading about that. It seems uh, like it could potentially be a pretty major issue.
0: Yes, well, an encryption flaw called the heart bleed bug is already being called one of the biggest security threats that the internet has ever known. Mm. The bug has affected many popular websites and services, Google, Facebook, uh, all those... Sort of, sort of, kind of things. I got a list coming up later. Once you, uh, the ones that you might use every day. Now, uh, you could have, you could have been exposed. The, your sensitive data could have been exposed uh, with this bug. That you can't, you can't do nothing about it yourself because the, the, the flaw lives on the server that you're accessing, like the Gmail server or the, the Facebook server. Tons of, tons of major services, in fact, uh, that, that, that use the open SSL as a way to provide SSL mm. TLS
1: functionality. Mm. So out yeah, of, basically, OpenSSL is <laughs> pretty much um, every server. Well, certainly every server I've ever accessed has always had a way to get in via OpenSSL. So yeah, so, yeah.
0: At, so out of the box, apparently, SSL is included with lots of versions of Linux, including Debian, Suse, Red Hat, and Ubuntu. Uh, two of the most popular projects for acting as web servers: Apache and Nginx. I can't even pronounce that Nginx.
1: The probably of Nginx, isn't it? Oh no. No, oh, who knows? Now, just not
0: apps. Uh, it's just not apps and services that control web pages. Lots of email services, instant messaging clients, network routers, and even printers can use the Open SSL. Open SSL runs on 66% of the web. That's it. 66% of the web. Cue the count. Uh, audio <laughs> oh, oh, oh. now <laughs> count them uh, even, oh, if, even if you don't ever uh, see the open SSL and know what it stands for chances are you interact with it several times a day the interaction can be as simple as entering a password for an email account or as complex as sending a private message or photo or even filling in your taxes so this thing is potentially a massive flaw um, open ssl is a major part of the modern internet it's it's if open ssl has a flaw if that flaw meant those secret keys between you and the server were suddenly accessible by someone else if the flaw meant that someone could secretly gain access to your key the server has make a copy for themselves and an eavesdrop on everything you say to that server what if that flaw was impossible to detect well this is what apparently we are up against the world The worst part of it is that the vulnerability actually has been around since December 2011. Lots of software packages started using the the vulnerable version of OpenSSL in May 2012. So for two years, any app, website, bank or private messaging app that uses OpenSSL has been vulnerable. Uh, It's important to note... Who's this? Going off, I know. There's messages going everywhere. Excuse the interruption. Uh, so uh, it's important to note that not every web server application or uh, OpenSSL uh, as its uses the users SSL. Oh, it's too much of a mouthful.
1: What are you talking about?
0: <laughs> not not all not all web server applications use an Open OpenSSL as its SSL slash TLS implementation. All right, so I know. you It's all going over your head. But anyway, to to uh, cut it all down to size. Pretty much, change your password for Facebook, Tumblr, Google, Yahoo, Gmail, Yahoo Mail, Dropbox, LastPass, OKCupid, SoundCloud, Wonderlust. There's a, there's a bigger list uh, from the Mashable.com site, which is uh, there's a link in the show notes. Uh, LastPass. Now this is something that I've used, and uh, just tonight. Now I think I, did I have a uh, uh, did I get a graphic for that? I thought I yeah, I did. Yes. Here we go. Now I did this LastPass. Now do you use LastPass, Will?
1: I try not to know. Why not? I just don't. I have enough trouble remembering the passwords I need to use things, not the password I need to use something to use something. Right.
0: (laughs) So LastPass, look, I use it. I reckon it's the best thing since sliced bread. Oh, it's
1: great. Don't get me wrong. There's nothing wrong with it. It's multi-platform and it's fantastic. I just have never bothered. LastPass has got a security check tool which uh, I'm sure
0: if you install it, you'll find it. So I think it's under uh, tools, then security check. Now, what it will do is after running the tool, you will get results uh, sh- uh, shown, because this is my result here, that I'm going to show you, uh, to, to to tell you where your email or password may have been compromised. So isn't that uh, interesting? So I ran the tool, and the security, or the the. the the places where my password has been listed on the internet appears right here and on, you might not be able to read that but anyway it's uh, apparently mine my, my email address was part of that Adobe floor or the at uh, Adobe stealing that happened last year I think it was and uh, so that's pretty good so the last pass will tell you if you what you need to do there but look go to uh, make sure I did look what I did I changed my last pass password I changed my Gmail password. And I'm, I think that's about really all that I've done. I haven't changed Facebook yet, but I don't know, I might. Your know, uh, Facebook
1: actually sent me a thing saying change the password. So
0: yeah, right. It's better. It's better to be safe than sorry. I think that's what that's what uh, Google was was pretty. It's much funny
1: saying. actually. I changed it back to a well, I changed it to a password I used to use, but I didn't realize it at the time that it was actually an old password that I'd already previously used. And Facebook goes, "I've already used that password." I'm like, "I have." <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even know I knew that password to use it. <laughs> yeah. Do you, um, are you the type of person like me? I increment my passwords just with a number. So, or, a, yeah, either a number or you change a, a letter. Yeah. And it's like, but I'm sure this is the first time I've got to that bit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, uh, but yeah, so I don't know. So I,
0: I would be changing my password if I were you, you guys, especially email password, because the email password, oh, there she is.
1: Do you it, remember uh, the net back the net. in the nineties? I do. Yeah. I do remember that. I, I think don't. she was she was onto something back then, I think. I think they had an open SSH uh... Oh really? They, <laughs> back then. She was onto something, wasn't she?
0: Yeah, so um yeah, so change your change your thing. Look, there's a lot of there's a lot of write up. You're going to probably hear a lot more about it over the coming week, because apparently it, it's been around for so long. But but now that it's out in the open, uh, all, all the little mm. hack the the hack hack void droids and the scripties or whatever you want to call them, they're all probably going to be script you know, kiddies. Yeah, they're all probably going
1: to be charging in, trying to get well, some that's action. What happens? A so vulnerability can exist for a long time, uh, but it's only once it hits uh, a great enough volume. For for it to become a widespread issue, for people to sort of take advantage of it, you know, so
0: Mm. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, so I've just had a, a note in the, in the lounge from Renny there. No use changing passwords till the sites update their certificates. Well, this is true. Mm. Uh, most of the sites have performed patches. And if you go to that Mashable link that's in the show notes, there is a list of the most favoured sites out there, including the social media, the email sites, like the LastPass, the LinkedIn, all that sort of stuff. And it'll tell you if the, the, uh, the, the service is vulnerable if there is a patch and if it's been applied, and should you change your password? So they're obviously uh, on top of it most of the, most of the time on top of it. So uh, like the Google I know for sure has has done the patch, but they say you didn't really need to change passwords, but it's a good idea too anyway.
1: No, I don't think they were running a standard uh, a standard rendition of the software anyway. I would, I would imagine theirs would have been slightly customised, knowing Google. Mm, okay, so uh, I think that's
0: about uh, it. You got anything more to say on that one Will?
1: No, not for that. It's um yeah, and there's a lot of people are writing about it like uh, it's on news.com.au, it's on New York Times, it's on Mashable, it's hmm, it's, it's all over the place. So it's it's definitely um the, my only concern is this story I'm reading from news.com.au is actually very it's not techy enough for for you know a tech head or a geek or whatever you want to call it to appreciate it, but it's too too in depth and too techy for the average reader who doesn't know a lot about computers to understand it. So it's sort of it's a really bad sort of um, way of writing, writing. I think it's you're not gaining. You're not people who are interested in it have lost interest in it, and people who don't know anything about it have also lost interest in it. So <laughs> yeah, well, well we just spoke about it for ten minutes. I think I've lost interest in it too.
0: I just just change your password, peeps. Change your password.
1: Not right. two peeps, but, you know. Yeah, well, you is. could, I guess, but... Yeah.
0: Well, you could. All right. So well, let's come back to... We'll, we'll go... Uh, we'll do... Uh, um, right, we'll just come in with a... Let's do a little Aussie Tech Radio ad, and we'll come to you, Will, for a story. Don't forget the AussieTechRadio.com. A new show this week joined us. Uh, the Joomla Beat podcast. That's right, and uh, you listen for that, or go to the iTunes and download it if you want to, or uh, go to the website. Apparently, it's at uh, JoomlaBeat. So uh, go and listen to that if you're into web page building and Joomla's and all this sort of stuff. Uh, go and listen to that. It's very good. It is very, very good. It uh, gives you the heads up on a lot of uh, issues that are current and uh, and little extensions and stuff that you might like to implement. So have a listen to that. And that can be found on the AussieTechRadio.com. Now, that's a 24-7 Shoutcast server. So you just use your Shoutcast app or whatever other means you have by doing playing Shoutcast things. And, uh, yeah, go and listen to it. Download it or it will stream down to your phone and uh, see what's going on. All right. Uh, Will, what's you got? What do you got for us?
1: Yeah, well, you know how uh, we got to the point now. What are we? Was it eighth of this month or eighth of next month where XP is uh, this month. being being weaned off us, and uh, some of us aren't overly happy about that. Myself in particular, because I have things like an ASUS PC, which are designed purely to run XP. They won't run anything that's heavier than that. Um, so really, my only option was to either run an unpatched XP, which Let's face it, at the end of the day, it's no big deal. It's only a media server. Um, Or to go to Linux, which I have run Linux on it before. It runs quite fine, but it's not really the experience I wanted. So I'm like, okay, well, I guess I might just throw it in the cupboard and forget about the thing. It's, you know, worthless now. It's not worth the time of day, basically. But uh, I had forgotten that Google comes to save the day again google has offered um refuge to xp users basically they have opened up their um chromium os um what? which is on all their chromebooks um it's it's now an open source um sort of rendition and they've got things like you can buy chromebooks for businesses you know get hundred dollars off uh get two hundred dollars off you use vmware things like that but they've actually released or are in the process of releasing the source code and um, certain renditions of the software to use. Um, and one of these is compatible with the ASUS EPC-900, which is the one I have. Right. Now, Chromium's designed based primarily to be effectively, if you use Chrome browser, I guess Chrome OS basically is like that with built-in apps. Um, For the most part, that's what it's designed to do. It does have a few other bits and pieces. You know, you can do Control-Alt-T, for example, to go to the terminal window. You can do a few things like that. But I'm thinking, well, 90% of the stuff I would use that for in that situation would be web browsing anyway. Hmm. It's powerful enough to play 720p videos off YouTube. Uh, It loads all the websites over when I throw at it. So I'm like, okay. Let's do that. So in the next week or two, I actually probably, uh, yeah, either next week or the week after when I'm on holidays, um, if I get time, you just stick it onto the uh, onto a two gig thumb drive, throw it on the side, and, and install it. So nice. I'm gonna stick that on my on that, and mm. it'd be great because it's nice. It's fairly small, compact. You know, it doesn't take up any room. You can throw it it's a solid state hard drive, So, You can chuck it in the backpack. You can do whatever <laughs> you want with the thing. It's got, oh. The battery lasts, if you're just web browsing using Wi-Fi, you can get 15, 20 hours out of the battery. Yeah, right. Well, um, that's all right. You know, so it stays for a week on standby in, in the backpack. So, And it runs off 12 volt, so you can plug it into a cigarette socket and plug it in your car to charge it. So it's sort of the perfect travel laptop. If you want something a bit bigger than a tablet, a bit easier to type on if you want to do emails and things like that. Um, you know, it's, mm. it's great for that. So kind of looking forward to that actually now gives me an excuse to do something constructive with the little thing instead of just shoving it in the corner so now
0: talking (laughs) about your battery and the battery life have you seen the smartphone charging the battery in 26 seconds
1: yes with the uh oh where is that story don't tell me i closed by mistake yeah that's awesome that one the uh... i was reading that today yeah so there's a the small oh hang on
0: We'll turn that audio down a bit. (laughs) The small external battery was attached to a Samsung Galaxy S4 and was fully charged from empty in 26 seconds. Storedot, who has created this device, hopes to shrink the battery down enough to be integrated into devices such as smartphones. However, the company predicts that it will be at least three years before the battery is commercially ready, and it's expected to cost 30% to 40% more than existing batteries. Now, this is according to the BBC. Uh, The batteries. Yeah, sorry. I was just gonna say the batteries are created using a new material made out of the self-assembling nanocrystals, uncovered via research into the use of chains of amino acids called peptides to battle Alzheimer's disease. Maybe, yep. maybe the sharks had something to do with that. They're into peptides. Now uh, this is this is a good uh, good little thing, isn't it? Twenty six seconds, will.
1: Yeah, they, you know, they didn't mention in that story. So, um, I know where you found. If you go to au. it's one of my leading stories. Um, oh, there you go. Yeah, see? I know those things. I'm on top of the ball, and I put that up yesterday. <laughs> oh, look at all those um, stories going up, Will. Yeah. Yeah, I know. They're going off. Uh, but, yeah, basically, the other thing that they sort of didn't mention in that story is it wasn't a standard battery in the Galaxy either. It was actually, um, yeah, the... The, so don't don't be confused you can't charge your standard battery no, in new seconds it will explode <laughs> <laughs> they, um, it they had have... a special, the special the whole thing was a special battery not just they weren't just charging the battery inside the phone that's right um, yes the, yeah, the, the... so but it's pretty awesome there was a story um, actually also on uh, on our Facebook page I put up a few weeks ago about um, nano, um, batteries, a new way of making lithium batteries that don't explode. The same sort of thing. They're using a lot more organic material in them now. Um, so, it's sort of, and there's another one there that runs on salt water. So, there's we're sort of coming back that whole circle, circle thing, coming back mm. to trying to stop throwing more chemicals at it and throw more organic stuff at it because organic, you know, there's an abundance of power in nature. So, why not use it? You know, yeah. Well, it's, but uh, this is it's true. funny they're saying yes, okay, we might have it in three years time. Um, it's going to have a higher shelf life. It's going to last a lot longer. Um, but <laughs> the way this story reads is, it's going to go. It's going to come with a 12-month warranty, but it won't be available for three years. <laughs> yeah, we've got to, re- they've got to refine it. Everything needs
0: to be refined. I can understand that.
1: I don't I could, I could like mind carrying around a. <laughs> and a Walkman with me? <laughs> yeah, awesome. well, yeah. Carry yeah, okay, no, that in that. your back pocket. You wouldn't have any battery problems, would you? Well, no, no. you,
0: could, you, you <laughs> chuck it in the cupboard for a rainy day. Now, just before you... T- now, just before you touched on XP, and yes, XP has uh, officially, Microsoft has officially ended support for the Windows XP, issuing its last security update. Uh, for the operating system and its Office 2003 suite, officially sunsetting the software in perpetuity. Hmm. So Hmm. in its April 2014 patch Tuesday, Round of security updates, Microsoft released two critical bulletins and two rated important. So obviously things are still going on with XP and if you've still got it, you need to get off it, uh, except if you are got a little Raspberry Pi media server where who cares?
1: Now, imp- <laughs> well, I See, people like my, my in-laws, their computer won't run anything else, so they have to stay on it. Um, you know, they're not going to fork out 500 bucks to buy a new system just to f- use Facebook.
0: Yeah, so, yeah, I guess so. You know. Yeah. So in uh. So we um. Yeah. So in blah 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 blah. So in, what happened in the patch Tuesday this week, which would be apparently for all intents and purposes the last one that Microsoft's going to issue, is uh. Microsoft well, patches for Microsoft Word, Internet Explorer, and all <coughs> versions of its operating system. In all micro. In all Microsoft repaired eleven vulnerabilities impacting its software. Embedded support for XP is available to organizations that can afford the premium service. Microsoft struck a multi-million euro deal with the Dutch national government to provide security updates on a regular basis. It has made similar support agreements with authorities in England and Australia, and some private sector firms have made arrangements to continue to receive security updates. And as we've spoken about before, ATMs that are running scaled down embedded versions of Windows XP have until 2016 before the support is initially ended. Hmm.
1: Good to see that uh, Sandalink can keep running XP for the next few years. Then,
0: yeah. Well, I think are they're. Are they still running it? I think they <laughs> were well, last time I checked. <laughs> do you poke your head round the corner? Do you have a look?
1: Hey? Do you? Poke yeah, your... I got Sandalink just down the road. I've got to buy my bread and milk somewhere. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I didn't know that a bakery in the office. Yeah, uh, they've done all sorts of things. Now they're trying to keep people in there as long as they can. See? So. <laughs> yeah. Right. Right. Yeah, that'd be a busy office uh, up there at Ippy, wouldn't it? Will. Uh I have never actually been to the one. I dread to go anywhere near that place. Yeah. It was bad enough going to the Goodner one. The day I was there, a guy got a two-litre bottle of uh milk bottle of petrol tipped all over the counters and lit it. So yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> nice work. <laughs> nice work. All right. So uh
0: so XP, so we'll still got a couple of versions hanging around. I am Pretty proud to say I'm finished with XP. There's nothing around here. hasn't been anything. No XP in my place for quite some time. (laughs) Even the little tablets and little notebooks that came with XP, they've all got Windows 7 on them now. So they're all going mighty fine. I can't
1: put Windows 7 on my PC. It's only got a 4 gig hard drive. (laughs) Yeah, right. Well, there goes that idea.
0: And I'll, I'll just tell you something quickly, something for nothing that I didn't realize, I didn't know before today was Office 365. It won't install on anything less than Windows 7. I didn't know that before. Yep. No. Did you know that? Yep. Hmm. How do you know so much, Will?
1: Because I tried it. <laughs> good good
0: point. I mean, I didn't
1: know it until that point, but yeah. yeah. Well, that's right. I tried two today
0: and uh, it didn't work, did it? So uh, there you go. There you go. No more, no Office on uh, Vista.
1: <laughs> Apparently, it is the way to make it work on um, on um, XP. You just run a compatibility thing.
0: Yes. Look, there was a story. I did not have a story. I just had my story. So, oh well. I, I, was, I, was, I use that. I use that anecdote as a little fill-in. But now there's a story about it. Oh well, bugger that then. <laughs> oh well. Let's go with, what are we up to, 21. So we'll go with, nothing, we'll just go with one of your stories, I Will? Um, yeah, can do that. We'll put you on, and I'll tell you when to go. You can go whenever you like.
1: Alrighty, so before we were talking about uh, batteries and things like that, well, um, have you ever noticed how sometimes after you install certain apps on your phone, your battery life destroys itself? Um there was a, uh, let me just see here, there was a story about a guy from a university um, who decided to, that's the wrong story, where are we? Oh, that's the other one about the Facebook thing. Um, so basically they're saying that there's, there's Scotty Loveless was the guy who basically went through with his iPhone and plugged into the developer systems and discovered that Facebook was the biggest culprit. Um, it wasn't Facebook app, itself it was the location services in the back end um, and what they were doing was I'll trying to hit the GPS, I'll try to search the towers, find out where you were all the time even when you weren't using the app mm. and his battery actually he had 12% battery life and it actually jumped to 17% battery life when he disabled this location service. <laughs> um, which he's never actually seen an app. He's never seen that happen before. Yeah, and okay. a developer. <laughs> yeah. Right. Um, so basically, said, so don't worry about uninstalling the Facebook app itself. It's not really that. It's a location thing. So he mm. said, what you can do, and this is on an iPhone because it doesn't affect Androids because Android operating system is smart enough to know about it. Um, but basically on an iPhone, you can go to settings, privacy, location services, and there's a background app refresh there. And then you can go to uh, settings, general background app refresh and facebook will appear there and then you can disable disable those apparently while you're not using the facebook app uh the facebook app will still work but it'll have the um the location part of it disabled but he reckons it'll it'll add ridiculous amounts to your battery life just by disabling those uh those things and i guess while we're talking about um facebook messenger is the new facebook um Facebook has been bugging me for ages. I hate it. Every time I use it saying, hey, you need to install Messenger. Well, now you actually do because starting in Europe, they're actually disabling the private chat function in the Facebook uh, oh, main app. So That's now it. you have to install the Messenger app. You don't Why? have a choice if you want to continue to use private chat in
0: Why? Facebook. Why? Why is this uh, necessary?
1: Why well, do- partly I'd imagine so they could put more ads in there. Um, secondly i would imagine it's possibly got something to do with what we're talking about the battery life and the push notification side of it this may be a more efficient way for it to handle that so it might actually in the long run be beneficial for your device to have it although it's an extra app you do have to install yes it would only be a small app it's only a glorified messenger service and one of the messenger services will probably incorporate it at some point anyway the one I run already incorporates my Facebook chat, my Google Hangout, and my SMS and my Twitter feed all in one thing anyway. So I would say it probably won't be long till like it it's integrated. But, uh, yeah, it's going to be compulsory. So next time it says, do you want to install this Messenger app, just click yes because you're going to have to do it the next few weeks anyway. Mm.
0: I don't like so. how the Facebook app, I'm not sure what it's like on the Android, but on the iPhone at least, I don't like how the Facebook app, uh, you, you can't in, like you go. You follow a link to an article, and you can't enlarge the article. You can't click on the picture, say, and and and, and make it go landscape. It it, oh, it annoys me. It annoys me. It really does. I don't like it. Um, I
1: don't have it on my phone. I have it on my on my um, tablet, seven inch tablet, and I don't have those problems on the tablet. So maybe it's a limitation of iOS. I'm not. I don't know. I haven't really played with it enough to find out. Mm. Yeah,
0: or I don't know what it is, but it's it's certainly, it's no good anyway. Cause I hate I hate the app. I just hate it. Well, I'm not mm-hmm. a big fan of Facebook anyway, like uh, especially now that I think they're moving more and more towards, you know, like say if you've got a page, well, unless the person who likes your pages, you know, goes the extra step and hovers over the like button and then clicks receive notifications, well, your notifications don't come up in their timeline unless you start paying money for all this sort of stuff. So I can see, I can see it. This is. The, I can see it in my mind's eye, and in the in in the future, I can see this is the start of where Facebook starts to lose it, and I think. Hmm. Um, yeah, I, exactly. I posted up on the Google Plus the other day, just just recently. I just said I think I'm going to have to start, you know, using this a little bit more because hmm. it's just. Uh, yeah, I think this is where Facebook is just about to, to tip. Well, over. I wonder
1: if it's. I wonder if 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 it's a matter of um, just throwing a bit more effort into it because. Um, as you can see, that's the new Twitter layout, and that's the new Facebook layout. That's the new Twitter layout. That's the new Facebook layout. <laughs> right. So Twitter is updating their web page, yeah, to look exactly like Facebook. Yes, um...
0: but the thing that I don't like is like
1: I know <laughs> that, that? yeah I know
0: I know they've got to have revenue streams. I know I know all this sort of stuff, but uh, you know I think it's also social media as well. It's also you got to have a. You got to decide on a revenue stream
1: while you're also delivering a service. Content, yeah. yeah, that's right. But- I mean, is is Facebook heading the way of MySpace? I don't think so. But I think uh, their but- push that people were using it in the social media standpoint from a business mm. point of view, mm. I think they're losing that side of it. I don't think it'll ever go away in terms of like, like MySpace yeah. just disappeared off the face of the earth. But I don't think that'll mm. happen with Facebook. Um, it'll stay more of a peer-to-peer sort of thing rather than a business-oriented sort of thing. Didn't David
0: Bowie or someone buy MySpace? Who bought MySpace? Timberlake.
1: Oh, uh, Timberlake, yeah.
0: yeah. that's right. Timberlake. What's he doing?
1: Nothing. Well, it's. Well, I mean, MySpace now, if you want to find out, it's got back to what it was, which is a social media site for primarily music. If you want to find out stuff about bands and tour dates and promos and stuff like that, it's actually not a bad place to go. It has a, most... Not necessarily mainstream bands, but a lot of the smaller bands use it now, and it actually is getting a decent workout. Mm. So, but yeah,
0: so look, the the look, I don't I just don't like find Facebook completely cumbersome, even on the PC, and especially on the app. And yeah, I don't like it, so just have to try and migrate across to the the Google Plus a bit more, I think, and uh, try my hand at that.
1: It's funny that the people are complaining about the white space on both sides of uh, the Facebook the new layout. Right. Well, it's perfect for me because I've got a monitor that's in portrait. So the um, it's absolutely perfect. It fits on that monitor perfectly because it's it's up, up upright. So mm. I love it. I think it's fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> I probably like the 1%, but, you know, I reckon it's great. <laughs> now, um, oh, look, we, we've got a couple of
0: couple of minutes here for this next story. Uh, installing Windows 8.1 update, this has been released this week, and it's to keep your little machine up and running.
1: Oh, is this the update that you need to install to install the updates for the updates? That's the updated story, yes.
0: That's the update for the update. (laughs) The Windows 8.1 update has arrived, yes. And Microsoft has warned users to install it quickly or risk missing out on future updates. The first major update to Windows 8.1 includes UI tweaks designed to make the OS even easier to use on desktop and laptops. For example, unless you're using it on a tablet, your machine will now boot into the desktop by default. Well, that's good. That's good. Now, uh, Microsoft has warned that users must install Windows 8.1 update this month in order to keep getting security fixes. Now, uh, in the Microsoft blog post, uh, they've said failure to install this update will prevent Windows Update from patching your system with any further updates, starting with updates released in May 2014. I told you this was the update for the updated updates. Can they get any more confusing? (laughs) I don't think so. So look there's a bit more technical stuff for the Microsoft heads out there. Uh, you must have to in order to install the Windows 8.1 update, you'll have to have first installed the March update which is
1: KB oh, so you got to pre-install an update so you can install the update to install the updates. If, if this update is not installed the new update
0: should show up in Windows update <laughs> It was got
1: something you can put update. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> I think they had something up their dates when they made this up. Jeez! Now, other changes include the addition of search and power icons to the start screen, contextual menus for tiles, and minimize and close button for apps. So, additionally, it's now possible to pin modern style store apps to the taskbar in the desktop. Microsoft ha- Microsoft has a full description of change on its blog. So, well, I'm ready for it. I think I've updated it. <laughs> I'm not sure. I think I have, have updated you got all it today.
1: Updates for the update. Did you
0: update the last update to make sure the new update updates? Oh, look! I tell you, and to make things more confusing, now this is where it gets a bit (laughs) crazy. Now you go even today, you go out to the Harvey Norman, JB's, or wherever you might want to go, your favourite, you know, PC retailer, and you buy a computer. And what? Guess what's on it? Windows 8. Then you go, Mm hmm. "Hmm, How do I get Windows 8.1? Well, it's about a gig download. (laughs) I must say which will turn a lot of people off but it doesn't appear the this update doesn't appear in Windows update you've mm. you've got to go to the store you've got to go to the Microsoft store to get the update this is the first and only one you've got to get out of the store and then what we're all reverting back to the normal way
1: mm. uh, what well I mean uh, Windows 7 has a similar thing where you've got to get it when you because I did a reinstall of seven um, for the first time in ages, And so I I reinstalled it on the uh, last week and I forgot that it installs, I don't know, 30 or something updates. And then it says you must install the update manager to install the rest of the updates.
0: Yeah. Yep.
1: Okay. So you install this update manager and then like another 400 updates all appear at the same time. It's like, well, (laughs) why don't you just install that as part of the updates? Why do you have to tell me I have to manually install it if, it's the only way I can install the following updates. Like, and sometimes you get oh,
0: update error, can't install like uh, six updates, yeah. and you go, you scratch your head, then you, <laughs> then you, <laughs> then you might kick something, you kick the cat, and then you go Google on the error code and you scratch your head a little bit more. Yeah, you know what? I'm just going to reboot this. So you reboot it, <laughs> it fixes it. it well, yeah. Why can't it say, please reboot this machine if you have an error? And then you I I love the fact poor that cat's
1: guts. I love the fact that Windows is still the only operating system that after every time you do something, you have to restart it. Even Mm. to install the Microsoft LifeCam, which is their own camera on their own system. No, no, you still got to restart Windows. But I've just finished setting everything up. I don't want to restart it yet. I've got three more updates. I don't want Mm. to restart it four times.
0: No, no, you have to. Well, I don't. Fine. <laughs> I don't. I try and install as much as I can before I do a restart. Like...
1: yeah, I notice they're getting tricky though. They'll go, "Oh, mm-hmm. there's still a setup. There's still an installation in process. Of progress. You have to restart." And it's like it's like a much- little balancing act. That you <laughs> Ooh, where am I? It's like a little yeah. balancing act. <laughs> how much can it... I put on before
0: it? Yeah, before <laughs> I've got too many updates and when I do restart, it's just going to go... It's Barrr. going to freak out at me. That's right. Yep. But yeah, exactly. it's, yeah, it's pretty crazy, these updates. So, But I just can't see that the consumer, the normal mum and dad, brings home a computer with Windows 8 on it. They're not going to a Microsoft store to do the update. No. So,
1: and yeah. given that, how long has that computer been sitting in the store and what's on it, is, is what on it even... Going to let you do the updates in the first place? Like if this is only available for the this, for this month, and after that you're not going to be able to get it again, mm. according to that article. Because you can well... only
0: yeah, <laughs> you can only update to eight point one through the store if you've already got all the updates for eight updated.
1: It's rubbish. Yeah, yeah. and that, that's what I'm saying. And then so I buy a computer next month. Well, I can't update to the new version because it was only available this month. Huh? Yeah,
0: yeah. It's rubbish. <laughs> it's rubbish. All right. Um, on the ball, um, Microsoft, on the ball. Yeah, so I think with that, I, I'm pretty sure we're, uh, hopefully, we're all updated. <laughs> all right.
1: Save. Oh, dear. That's crazy, isn't it? it's <laughs> stupid. Like, who thinks, uh, who, oh, let's design an update that you can only use once for one month, and after that, too bad if you haven't got it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. That's
0: bloody insanity. But anyway, that's. I hope everyone's got all that. Did everyone get all that about the updates?
1: <laughs> no, I'm just confused as hell.
0: I think I've got it. Just. I I want I'm going to gonna have... stick with Windows 7, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, okay. Now, oh, actually, I had one more story about that. Can we? <laughs> do you reckon we could span it across this into this segment? Yeah. Okay. Uh, where's, me, where's me mouse? So there's someone trying to reach you from a hole. What? (laughs) (laughs) They're trying to do
1: what through my what?
0: (laughs) Just your background. All right. um, Okay. uh, I'm not even looking at that. I have no idea. Do you believe we're all updated out? Well, no, we're not. Because you thought we were, but we're not. I'm not finished yet. (laughs) One more. Just to throw the spanner into the works, but it won't, won't involve you guys too much. But Microsoft has suspended... The Windows 8.1 update for business users (laughs) on its on its Windows on its Windows Server uh, on its Windows Server on its Windows Server update server because of a bug, the (coughs) flaw interferes with the Windows Server update server, stopping Windows 8.1 from scanning the corporate (laughs) update servers for the new updates.
1: So the people who are on the cutting edge who want the updates can't get the updates because the update server hasn't been updated. Yes, for admins who have already
0: stalled Windows 8.1 update, Microsoft re- revealed a workaround to get the machine scanning the Windows server update server again. A solution will likely arrive quickly. As yeah, mi- I think it was an email saying, just install Linux and be done with it. <laughs> as Microsoft has warned all Windows 8.1 users that they must install the
1: update. Oh, my God. William, hey, didn't that just say you can't install the update? Well, they're talking about a different update you need before you can install the update. Yeah, it's out of control. Will, pl- please, please, <laughs> pl-
0: please steer this boat into a different direction.
1: All right. Well, you know we've we've been um, uh, talking about Microsoft and, and giving them a hard time. Um, it's okay because now it's my turn to give Apple a hard time. Uh, Apple admits problems with its iPhone and leaked documents. Now, this has part of the uh, and it's Apple's own fault because they started the lawsuit against um, Samsung against uh, Samsung about things like Samsung copying the iPhone and violating its patents and blah, 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 blah. So these documents have been disclosed during the trial, and basically they're saying that uh, Apple's considering making larger smartphone in the style of Samsung phones. Um, The slides below were shown an internal Apple meeting on April 2013. Um, The first one shows that the iPhone sales are quickly decelerating, Mm. as you can see in that growth chart there, 2009 they're 107% above projected and first uh, quarter three, 2013, they were 8% um, below uh, well above projected, but basically a hundred percent below when they first started selling them. So they've outstayed their welcome there. Mm. Um, and it turns out that if you look at this other chart here, according to this chart here, consumers want um, the market grew by 228 million units and um, the and consumers want phones under $300 um, with larger than a four inch screen, and so that doesn't fit the iPhone either. So, basically, larger screen iPhones was something that April co founder Steve Jobs was famously an admin, admin, uh, admin, That's it, <laughs> against in 2010. Jobs sold a rivals phone saying you can't get your hand around it, and that no one's going to buy a, a phone that's just too big. Um, so basically, yeah, by sticking to that motto, they've basically out marketed themselves. No, so,
0: no. Well, I like I like the size of the iPhone. Oh, I yeah, think we well, discussed someone, this. Last you're, time. One
1: of, you're one of the eight percent of people who bought it. Well, um, well,
0: yeah, no, no. Look, now, Will, I was going to put in a in a an anti Android one tonight, but I thought, no, I'll be nice to you. And now, look, was
1: that, that, I wasn't anti Apple. Apple released those statistics. <laughs> That's all Apple's fault. That
0: one. <laughs> oh, well, tell, tell you something good then. At Aussie firm is to roll out Apple's iBeacon in 45 shopping centres. got a
1: beacon for you. You get your eyes on that.
0: you know what the iBeacon is? It's, it's the thing that looks like that. This little dome-shaped um, cockroach
1: thing. Cockroach turd. Yeah, great.
0: Now, it's the, uh, now, who's bringing this in? It's the DC4G. That's the name of the company. It's a great company. A local proximity marketing specialist company. Yeah. <sighs> Couldn't they? What DC4G? Are they serious? The company has announced the sensors will be installed in 45 shopping centers where it operates free Wi-Fi services, the first being Mount Omni Shopping Center in Queensland. It's good on you, Mount Omni. I wonder... Oh, that's what
1: that was about. Okay.
0: Mm. Where's I've Mount Omni? i had a
1: cryptic ad on the radio and it didn't make any sense and it still only makes a bit more sense now. Where's Mount Omni? Is that near you? Um. Yeah, about 15 minutes from me. It's near Indooroopilly. It's sort of one of the major shopping hubs before you get into Brisbane. Okay. The sensors are small
0: dome shaped pieces or devices about the size of 250 sensors. Pieces. <laughs> now, shoppers, shoppers download a pass to their phone and special office offers are triggered when shoppers are near the sensors. The offers appear as notifications on the phone screen. The system relies on Apple's iBeacon system. The tran- this transmits via Bluetooth low energy, which transmits 2.4 gigahertz signals up to. 200 feet away, <laughs> according to the, <laughs> I don't know, Estimote website. So, yeah, there Hello. you go.
1: That's that whole, uh, what's that, um, uh, i got to put that movie with the screen and the thing and the eyes track, um, <sighs> Tom Cruise, um, where every time you're walking down the street, things are tracking and then they're the throwing Matrix. ads at you. Um, Matrix. Uh, no, no, no. He uses that big computer oh, screen. Oh, yeah, he does the big yeah. thing. What was that? i got a complete blank. Yeah, but yeah, that know. one. It's the same deal as that. You're walking yeah. down and ads are getting thrown at you. Yeah, that's that's a handy invention. Yeah, well, that's, well, people thing, are going to love that. Yeah, well, this isn't a new thing. Remember, they've had
0: Bluetooth proximity streaming before never really took mm. off maybe i don't know why maybe this would be a more stable sort of a um uh, the biggest problem situation. with it is what well, well
1: maybe it's, with the new bluetooth standard it's probably not as big a deal with the old bluetooth standard the biggest problem was the limitation on the the bandwidth and the, and the speed of bluetooth um plus also it used to interfere if people were actually using like a bluetooth headset at the time it used to interfere with that so that's probably maybe over been overcome now
0: mm. Yeah. Yeah, probably.
1: Probably. Well, yeah. All right. Um, I mean, it'd be a good idea in a store. Like if you had a store, say you've got a, I don't know, a you know, small goods store, for example, (laughs) you know, walking down the aisle and you go past certain things, you can go, okay, this aisle's got this much in it. Here's the prices, you know, I, I can see it would be handy for stuff, promotional material and things like that, but just in a general walk through a shopping centre and get stuff thrown at your ID. Mm. Mm. No good? No. <laughs> annoying. Right. I mean, it won't take much to turn your Bluetooth off, I suppose. No. All right. So,
0: save. Now, where are we? 40. I can do Facebook now.
1: I've got a couple of quickies.
0: Oh, yeah. I've got a couple more. i have got another 20 minutes. Oh, okay. So, um, yeah, and I normally do Facebook at the end, but I'll do it now, just because, just mixing it up, Will, you know, hey, keeping, it, <laughs> keeping it real. Keeping it loose. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> <All
1: right.
0: laughs> Don't forget our Facebook page, it's uh, facebook.com forward slash Aussie Tech heads, and also Twitter at uh, twitter.com forward slash Aussie Tech heads, or at Aussie tickets, whatever takes your, your fancy. Uh, where what's on the, web, the Facebook page? Well, every day, just about you might get a free iOS app that normally you would have to pay for, and that day it's free. So go ahead and download it. You'll be so excited. Uh, also, um, You're so excited you can't talk. That's right. And and when Warlock's around, when Jace is around, he does the Android ones. He's on his Easter break. So good on you, Jace. Hope you're having fun, whatever you're doing. Playing Lego, is, if, I, if I see right on his Facebook page. Um, yeah, so follow us on the Facebook. So what you got to do, don't forget, you got to like us on the Facebook page, hover over, make sure, or if you haven't made sure, go back and make sure, hover over the like button, and then fall down to receive notifications. All right. There, oh, Will's got a picture of it. There it is.
1: Well, we've got up there the Titanic. There you go. It's a free app of the day. So you can go the – I don't have the like button because I'm admin. But, yeah, that's our Facebook page. Oh, there we go. Hey, he's in my background at the moment. There we go. That was well done. Mm,
0: There's been a couple of good ones uh, through the week, isn't there? Very Mm. good. Very good. All right. We'll um, shoot us some more.
1: Okay. So, well, um, we have – um, let me just see let me just change cameras for a second because everything just locked up for a split second alrighty so Tony Abbott we all love love him well okay we all know him um, he tried a serious photo basically this was him on the phone to uh, when they were looking for the MH30 fly, MH370 flight uh, he's supposedly on the phone to them with fantastic news although he never actually read what the news was at the time but it inadvertently sparked an entire subculture of memes. Um So basically <laughs> it's all these people who are like, uh, I'm here now, sorry for the delay, just got an update, you know, and uh you know <laughs> uh Tony Abbott, me too, you know, there's and yeah. there's all sorts of uh thanks for the update. There's uh <laughs> okay, now I'm connected. <laughs> um, what's happening is for those on the podcast will is just
0: going through a a scrolling through a myriad of people with different differing things not just a phone one girl there's a girl with a boot up to her ears (laughs) and a cat as a phone uh, imitating tony abbott's serious phone call message taking
1: photograph that he posed for (laughs) So, yeah, cool. oh, this yeah, <laughs> So, I thought that was uh, that was pretty neat. <laughs> this, this I like this one here. Um, you go ahead, Tony. Yep, Malcolm's got Mill set up with a new fandangled electric <laughs> broadband apparatus of his. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's a good old uh, tin can telephone. So yeah, uh, Good stuff. So, yeah. Where's that, Will? What
0: webpage? What's the URL? Is it this, the easy one?
1: This one's actually on news.com.au. I just search for Tony Abbott mocked, yeah. and you'll find that one. Um, <laughs> It's actually the second time it's happened to him, so he's doing well. I think that's um,
0: <laughs> I don't know that, I don't think I wouldn't be going. That's a bad thing. I'd be taking a bit of a uh, bit of pride in that, wouldn't you? You know, oh but...
1: I, myself, yeah. I mean, I would, but hey, pff, any publicity is good publicity, as far as I'm concerned. Oh, that's right. You know, bots, bots are viewers too. <laughs> yeah, maybe I'll do. I'll
0: <laughs> I'll do one for the for the for the Facebook page. But uh, well, not with a phone. I think it's something. I think it's something.
1: Or... Use your uh, use your tartar there behind you. <laughs> yeah, I could. I could do it. Yeah. Hello, Liz. Um... You'd be in trouble if someone answered.
0: Well, you would be. Now, okay. Have you heard of this thing? Here's something that caught my attention. Uh, spiders. Now, who's scared of spiders? There's an invasion at the Mazda factory. Petrol sniffing spiders. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Now, I don't know. I don't know if you've heard of this. Well, petrol. Some of them down the road from me. <laughs> Not rock spiders. Petrol petrol sniffing spiders have forced Mazda to issue a voluntary recall notice, so it can apply a software fix to its cars. The yellow sack spider. I hate having yellow sack spiders. <laughs> the yellow sack spider is attached to the small sm- is attracted to the smell of petrol and will weave its web in engines causing a blockage and build up of pressure. The uh, a software update will be applied to recoiled cars to monitor the pressure and warn drivers of any damage. Mazda said it was unaware of any fires being started due to the vulnerability, but it has been a problem that has plagued the company since 2009, can you believe it? Um, Specifically, it is Mazda. No. It is. No, I know. It is <laughs> Mazda 6s from the 2010 2012 range that are covered by the recall. The yellow sack spider is native. Here it is again. The yellow sack spider is native to Northern America. There is an Australian arachnid, known as the yellow night-stalking sack spider. <laughs> of course. Of course, but it is unknown whether the local breed has the same taste for petrol. There you go. <laughs> the
1: yellow sack um, spider, eh? What? what, what um, uh, I, I think that... I, I don't even know. what lost for words. Don't know. <laughs> you, you haven't
0: seen any yellow sack spiders in your petrol I, tank?
1: There's, there's a diesel bargain. People with diesels can be affected by a diesel bug it's a living organism that actually uh grows in the diesel and actually spreads through tanking and destroy diesel i knew about that i was unaware that anything could survive probably you'll find people aren't they're only putting like half a tank of fuel in their car and that's probably what's happening if you actually filled your tank up once in a while you probably wouldn't have that problem no you'd flush
0: them through the wherevers do they have carburetors anymore no, fuel injector.
1: I've had for 30 years, dude. Well, 20 years,
0: isn't <laughs> it? <laughs> fuel
1: injectors. You've got a Carby on your car, haven't you? My old patrol did, but I don't have that anymore. I sold that. Mm.
0: So there you go. Uh, good, but, on, uh, good on the yellow sack. Love it. Mm. Now, someone in the PA, our friend in the chat room, he's, he's reminded me of the... Oh, thank you, Will. Of the, <laughs> of the new PayPal here device. Now, have a look at this. Uh, this is the, the new device, well, which actually isn't shown there, uh, but the, the old device, the old yeah. swiper is out. Oh, yeah.
1: That's the old one, yeah. They don't actually show the new one on their website. Go figure.
0: No, the old one is out, and the new one is like a, a separate handheld Bluetoothy device where you can insert your card into it and uh, and, or, and also swipe, I believe. But, uh, yeah, it's uh,
1: coming soon for people who love PayPal here. It's, um... Apparently not me. They sent me... Oh. They sent me an email the other day saying, oh, we're glad you enjoyed your old device so much. I'm like, huh? "Yeah." <laughs> anyway, and they never sent it to me, guys, but that's another story. So we're going to send you the new one just as, you know, as because you're a beta tester and you test it right back from the start and we think it's going to be great. So here you have the new one. Mm. All right, cool. It should be here on this date. Yep, no worries. They sent me the pin. They sent me the paperwork. They sent me everything I needed. No, still not. A I rang them up and I said, oh, no, you're not eligible because you didn't use the old one. So hang on, I didn't use the old one because I didn't get the old one. <laughs> oh, our records say you got it but never used it. Well, <laughs> look, I'm just playing the uh, a
0: YouTube demo of the, the PayPal here now. Thanks, PA. And uh, uh, look, it's gone off the, the charts with popularity. It's been watched by 1,500 viewers.
1: Oh, <laughs> I, I think, yeah, I mean, there's, there's no surprise there, to be honest. Like, it was always going to happen. It was always going to be something that was going to be popular. Um, because banks are charging ridiculous. Well, some banks are charging ridiculous amounts for FPOS machines. I know ANZ charges stupid amounts for ours. Um, and this is a good way to sort of be not tied to a bank. Like, it can go into your PayPal account, you can put it wherever you want, you can redistribute mm. it, you can do whatever you want. So, um, I mean, it's a great thing, and I, I love the old one just as much. But um, Yeah, look, this yeah. new one I think is going
0: to be great. I can't wait to, to get it because it was a bit fumbly, you know, to put it in your phone and people going, what are you putting that in your phone for? Are you sucking out more yeah. details? You know, all this sort of rubbish. But if you stick it in a the machine, they could probably do more than sticking something in your phone, probably suck out more stuff. Well, they don't care.
1: It's yeah, got PayPal on it, so you got to trust it.
0: <laughs> that's right. You could be doing yeah. the, the skimming or anything that, in there. But, uh, that's right. Yeah, but anyway, so that's the PayPal here, so uh, good work. Uh, what else, Will? What else is... Uh, <laughs>
1: Alrighty, well, on a bit of a a light-hearted story, um, we all know how smart kids are and doing things that we can't do. Um, This five-year-old kid, Christopher von Hasselhofer, I don't know. That's easy for you to say. (laughs) Hey? That's easy for you to say. (laughs) Yeah, I wouldn't go that far. Um, Basically found a massive Xbox security flaw. The five-year-old San Diego boy outwitted the sharpest minds from Microsoft. He found a backdoor into the Xbox. He managed to log on to his father's Xbox Live account. When a password login screen appeared, he simply hit the space button a few times to press enter. Sweet. Um, (laughs) He told us just after Christmas, his son started playing games that he supposedly couldn't access. Um, Davis, who worked in the computer security, says he reported issues to Microsoft, which fixed the bug and recently listed Christopher as its website as a security researcher. Wow. Christopher's response, I'm going to be famous. A Microsoft spokesman didn't immediately return our call. Uh, it's not Christopher's first triumph. As one year old, he bypassed a mobile phone toddler to lock by holding down the home button. So watch out for this kid in a few years' time. He'll be, you know, he'll be investigating nuclear warhead security breaches and all sorts of things, I think.
0: Hmm. So, so, Microsoft, uh, oh, you're on fire. Well,. Microsoft, cool. <laughs> Microsoft. Yeah, What what is happening here, and why is why Will is in so many precarious <laughs> predicaments tonight, is he's, he's got his green screen on in the background there, and he, what are you playing in it, the Temple of
1: Doom uh, or something? Yeah, or well, one of the, I don't actually know which one of it is at this point, but yeah, Indiana Jones, yeah, yeah, I Indiana, think it's the Temple of Doom.
0: Indiana Jones, and at the moment there's a big <laughs> fireball coming, and it looks like he's getting consumed, but anyway, uh, getting back to the serious stuff, the... Uh, uh, Xbox kid Yes uh, Look they take it very seriously As Microsoft said in their blog we, uh, They actually said uh, We take security seriously at Xbox And fix the <laughs> issue As soon as we learned about it Because we never thought about pressing a space bar No <laughs> But now tell me If you found such a You would call this a serious security thing Flaw I would imagine yeah, yeah. Now yeah. What, do you, what do you reckon it's worth like to, to, to be it's to Microsoft. Well, it's much
1: more to a hacker than it is to Microsoft. Put it that way.
0: So the reward that little Christos got was they what do you reckon they give him? They did they give I
1: him. actually don't know because I didn't know he got one. He did.
0: The company gave him four free games.
1: <laughs> no, not even What's an that? Xbox. Two
0: hundred bucks. Um fifty dollars. And, and a year long <laughs> subscription to Xbox Live. A
1: whole
0: oh, year. Wow, Wow, it's I would have
1: yeah, I would have had highest dibs on the, the closest hackers. and so are going, "Hey, you better top it, otherwise, watch out."
0: Yeah, like <laughs> oh, like that's like to be to a serious easy flaw like that. Like, okay, someone like you. Look, there in the show notes, you'll find that there's a link to Microsoft's got a page with all the the security flaw identifiers listed, and yeah. um, you know, and if you identify a flaw, you get your name up there. So you know like some of the flaws are you know you plug this in here you turn this here while you stand on one hand and with your leg out mm. here while you touch the door handle sort of thing well you know that's that's obscure but this thing's pretty easy and to get 50 bucks on a Xbox Live subscription why not give the kid like a, a, a rare edition of an Xbox or something you know or make up make up a special edition of Xbox for security floor finders of a, of a wow security floor finder <laughs> <So>. <laughs> Sounds like a, a position, you know, at a department store. <laughs> oh,
1: but you know, but you know what I mean.
0: A security force. Yeah, like, that's yeah. right.
1: I think it's um, it, it, look, it just shows you how out of touch Microsoft really are. I mean, if could you imagine if that was you know either the Wii or even if like someone like say um, Google had a console out. I mean, could you imagine if a flaw like that was found? Not only would it never touch the media it would be Mm. contained, Um, they would basically lock that kid into the contract for life and offer him unlimited funds just so nobody found out how stupid they were. Mm. Because if something like that got out and, oh, it's just a matter of pressing a space bar, well, you're pretty much, you know, up the creek without a paddle because if your main business is telling everybody how secure you are –
0: yeah. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, well, this this is right. And look, uh, look, Renny in the lounge. He's just he's just told us that uh, apparently he's supposed to be thirteen before he can have a Microsoft Xbox Live account. <laughs>
1: so, yeah, well, it was his dad's account that he hacked. Yeah, so and it, his dad the, was a security expert. So
0: yeah, so there you go. So maybe the dad <laughs> had something to do with that, and just didn't. Uh, yeah, I'd say so. He, he, the dad just didn't want the uh, the accolades. All right, save. Uh, let's come back. Let's come back for the last ten minutes. All right, I got, I got a couple left. You probably got a couple. Yeah,
1: I got a couple of, a couple. I can.
0: Actually, I've only got one fill. left. I got yeah. Part I got two, two th- left.
1: Two um yeah. Two,
0: Chew for twenty two. All right, so let's do um. What's this lounge? I keep talking about, you might ask. Well, the lounge is where you go to watch us record the show live. Yes, video and everything. You can see our ugly mugs, you know, faces for radio, <laughs> but I'll tell you, it's, there is a video, so look out. Uh, yes, so if you want to do that, just go to the theaussytechheads.com.au. Uh, forward slash podcast website. And uh, there'll be a a link up the top there somewhere, you know, watch us live or something like that. And come and join us in the lounge like so many have tonight. Uh, Rennie, PA, Milo. I saw uh, some free freak there or something before. So there you go. Free
1: baser, I don't know.
0: (laughs) Yeah, something like that. So hello (laughs) to the lounge. All right, Will. uh, Let's uh, get into the the last 10 minutes with one of yours, please.
1: All righty. Well, numbers, we all, you know, well, we all know about numbers anyway. And for years, there's been a controversy. who's What's your favorite number? What's, you know, what do you like? What's good? What's bad? What's indifferent? Mm. Well, a British mass blogger asked people to vote for their favorite number. He had more than 44,000 responses. And out of those 44,000, um, seven was the preferred number of choice. Um, don't know why. Maybe it's because it's considered a lucky number. It's all over Vegas. It's, you know, it's the most common roll of, of two dice. Um, maybe it's because it's the only number between two and ten. It's neither a multiple nor a factor of any other number. Maybe it's because it's the number of visible planets in the sky. Who knows? But uh, seven turns mm. out to be the, the number. Uh, for the record, number three was the second most popular, followed by number eight. Right. Uh, the number eight in Chinese sounds a lot like the word for prosperity, which is why the Beijing Olympics started at 8pm on the 8th of the 8th, 2008.
0: Yeah, okay. Well. Uh,
1: lucky, as for unlucky number 13, it came in sixth on the survey. So mm. many people consider it a curse. Others clearly like it for me. 13 is my favorite number. I've always liked 13. Yeah, okay. Um, or 42, but, you know, that's a bit more philosophical, philosophical, philosophical. Right. Or oh, well, I
0: thought, oh, for some <laughs> What's reason. What's that word? <laughs> I, philosophical? For some <laughs> that's reason. the word, is it? Philosophy. I don't know. Philosophical. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> See? <laughs> Just go and floss every night after tea, and you'll, you'll be right. So, yeah, I, look, I don't know. Lucky number. I always thought you had to pick one between one and nine. Well, 1 and 10, but uh, yeah, i to go with 7. Mine was 7. And uh, also, probably <laughs> next would be number 8. Because, do you want to know my silly reason why for number 8?
1: Number 8. Be-
0: uh... Because when you write it digitally, you can make any other number out of it. By, oh, yes. You know,
1: yes, yes, uh, yes, yes. It's, that's, that's, well, it's pretty weird. I knew that from working in the, in the bottle shops. You always get the blank signs and they've just got three, they've got four eights, and you're supposed to, mm. well, my camera went away. Yeah. Um, Okay, cool. That was confusing. Um, yeah, and you're supposed to make uh, you know any numbers you want out of it, so you're correct, sir. So.
0: Yeah. All right, now... I'm uh, getting
1: dizzy. Will you stop that? <laughs>
0: <laughs> Sorry. For those on the video, that was just someone... PA sent me a video, so I don't know why. But, <laughs> quadcopter. <laughs> so I thought I'd just play a it, little bit, but anyway.
1: It's the quadcopter. Those things are absolutely awesome. Actually, speaking of which, see, there's new research on those. Uh, I don't have the story for it. It's just something I read the other day. There's actually... Um, He's at 600 metres. Well, that's not bad. Um, but yeah, there's basically a thing now they're working on using to fly it just with thought, just with basically a helmet you wear with, with probes in it. So, Right. So that would be pretty neat.
0: Well, the one that he sent us here is a DJI F550 RTF edition climbed up to 2,000 feet.
1: Wow. You? That's actually really impressive. They've mm. come a long way since the thing they showed off a few years ago. Yeah. Yeah, so that's all right. Uh, now, talking of PA, now down in
0: Canberra, Canberra, down in Canberra, PA, <laughs> I
1: think
0: that's, that's where he swims around in the winter. And yep. uh, how is Lake Burley Griffin going for you in the winter? Now, Canberra pay par- a parking app that you don't need tickets for anymore. So, you know, where you go put your money in a parking meter and you get the ticket spits out and you go and put it on the, your windshield. Well, apparently in Canberra, they've got a paid parking app that you don't need tickets anymore.
1: Yeah, they do that in Brisbane too.
0: Oh, okay. Well, with the with the app, I didn't know this. Yep. yep. Oh, okay. Well, there you go. Now, I think it's only in trial at the moment, but yeah, they do do it. Motorists using government-owned car parks around Canberra won't have to display a paper ticket on their dashboard once the rollout of a new smartphone application is complete. The app records the owner's credit card details, number plate, and park location, and when fully implemented, promises it uh, promises to allow parking officers to check if payment has been made without a paper ticket. Excellent.
1: Hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's, I guess they're going to go that way because, I mean, you look now, they're getting rid of rego stickers in a lot of states. They're starting to ditch those, which would be fine if they'd remember to send you your stupid renewal before it's actually due. Hmm. Um, <laughs> I, uh, I mean, in Melbourne, I, they trialed it. Gee, when I was in Melbourne in 2000, they were trialing that. Hmm. So the one thing I did like, and I've never seen it up here, although they, they possibly have it, was you used to be able to take your phone, SMS a vending machine and... That would you SMS the number on the vending machine and then whatever it was and it would spit it out. It would charge it to your phone. So, there's a lot of Good stuff idea. like that that I've seen trial years mm. ago that mm. had not taken hold. Although, I know the university, um, I think it's the Griffith University up here does something very similar with uh, a the near field, near field communications that all the phones have in the back of them now. Yeah. You're right, given yeah. a you're given a tag on that. You're given a number. And then as you drive in, you swipe your NFC and then it, it opens the boom gates and lets you in, lets you know you're a student.
0: Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, late mail is because PA is in the lounge, as I said, he said that the parking thing failed. You still need a ticket. <laughs> so there you go. <laughs> I-
1: yeah. That's, I th- yeah, I, I think
0: that <laughs> I think that story did actually go on a bit more and said uh, that that could have been the case, but they are looking to have it all fixed up. But, look, I'd never heard of that before. It's just something new I thought I'd bring in because I... Never... I mean,
1: I know even in, when I was down in Melbourne, we used to have the M trains, which is the local, like, um, the, the metro sort of thing. Um, and they had the same thing. You could SMS that where you are and where you're going to and it would charge it to your phone account and it just gave you a SMS reply with a verification number so when the conductors come around, you just show them the number. Yeah,
0: right. Yeah, okay. So, um, all right, what else, Will?
1: All right, as soon as we're talking about um, things, favourites and, and polls and, and things like that, well, here's one that everybody loves dearly it was the good old-fashioned Comic Sans font. <laughs> um, now, as you know, everyone hates I, I mean, it's I too casual it. according to statistics. Oh, um, I don't yet. mind it. That's yeah. good fun, but when you get resumes printed in it, you start to wonder. Mm. Um, but on, 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 blah, an Aussie designer updates Comic Sans with Comic New font, spelled N-E-U-E because you couldn't possibly spell it the correct way. Newy. Now, that's coming across to me very badly, so I don't know what the stream looks like, but um, I can't tell the difference... Between the Comic Sans and the Comic New, <laughs> Uh no, <laughs> no. The, the, according to the uh, the Sydney-born designer Craig Rozinski, was born who was born in, who is based in Japan, has released Comic New as a new style for those who desire a casual feeling in their script. Comic Sans was released by Microsoft in 1994, but was soon targeted by an uprising of font fans who complained font fanatics same difference who complained about the too often pairing of casual font style with non-casual messages mm. um so basically uh the comic uh so can you risk using comic new instead rosinski is pitching it as more funky and less overly friendly the new face is thinner although the casual i might not spot the difference oh
0: well at half a pixel <laughs> oh,
1: now i actually I downloaded this and installed this in um, in uh, OpenOffice, yeah. and I put one letter. I used um, actually speaking of number eight, I actually used the number eight because it's you know got a bit of everything in it. Yeah. I used eight and B, um, and I blew them up to full screen, and I put them side by side. Yeah, and on my two identically matched monitors, I used the built-in ruler and I measured both of them. And they're exactly the same. Well, there you go. There you go. I mean, maybe it's just me, but I can't tell the difference. No, it's... Uh, I'm not going to say they're the same because he says they're different, so I don't, I'm not, not saying they're not.
0: Yeah, they're, I can't see the difference. It could be a, a touch or a tad or a bees, if you like, uh, lighter. It's not as maybe bold, but, geez, it's exactly the same. It's, <laughs> it's, what it's, it what does Nue mean anyway? Is that? Can we get a definition oh, it's, for that?
1: Because he probably couldn't spell. I don't know.
0: Well, he's, he's Japanese, is he?
1: <laughs> he's Australian. Well, he's Sydney, born, so that explains it all.
0: E U E. Let's see. Let's see <laughs> if I can get a definition for this.
1: The earlier reaction from designers on Twitter seems positive, although not everybody is convinced. Vincent Connare, oh Vincent Kana, the designer of the original comic sands, gave his verdict, and then his polite tweet says the new comic new should be more casual. And his not so polite tweets, he's a bit more expressive. <laughs> mm. <laughs>
0: <I> mean... <laughs> so, sometimes people who create fonts don't get the recognition they deserve, do, and sometimes they get too much. <laughs> so let's move on. <laughs> 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 All right, now half a century ago, if we do. We've got a birthday. Yes, we have a birthday this week. Does it me? No. Are you sure we're, it's not me? We're talking fifty years ago. So he's 50. Sure it's not like me? It feels, feels like me. Yeah, no, it's not at all. <laughs> can people stop feeling will because it's it's not him. Now the system uh, is a uh, IBM mainframe. There we go. The first system 360 mainframe was unveiled on April 7, 1964. And its arrival marked a break with all general purpose computers that came before it. The machines made it possible to upgrade the processors but still keep using the same code and peripherals from earlier models. Oh, jeez. Are you serious? Serious? Can all the computers today take a note of that from IBM? (laughs) Despite their age, mainframes are still in wide use today, says Barry... I love these names, eh? Heptonstall. (laughs) Heptonstall. It sounds like, I don't know, you learn to drive the first time and you go, Heptonstall. Um, he's a spokesman for IBM. I don't think people realise how often during the day they interact with a mainframe, he said. He said mainframes were behind many of the big information systems that keep the modern world humming and and, um, handled such things as airline reservations, cash machine withdrawals and credit card payments. The machines were very good at doing small-scale transactions, such as uh, adding or taking figures away from the bank balances over and over again. There you go. Our excitement, Will.
1: Um, I'm just actually looking up the storage size on those old reel-to-reels, because I'm not sort of, I'm not sure what, uh, sort of data storage has, but back in 1956, that is a five meg hard drive being offloaded off that plane. <laughs>
0: that's right. <It's> a, that's <laughs> massive. It's it's as big as the flip door on the plane, which is, I don't know, for those who can't, who are not watching, it's probably what, one, two, three, four, four to five people wide and just as yeah. tall. Oh, and as tall as a person, six foot tall.
1: Hey. I'm actually just trying to find the data storage on the tape drives because I'm just curious to know if it really was worth going to a five-meg hard drive back in the day. <laughs> uh, let's see. The old open reels, a 10.5-inch reel of nine-track tape. Um, used to hold. It doesn't say. What? Well, that's a bit rude. Um, then there was the Univac. Then there was the IBM format of the 3 Wow, none of them have data storage capacity though. Mm-hmm. They had a transfer rate of seven thousand characters per second, which is seven thousand uh, bits, not bytes. So so, so that's point what's that point seven of a of a byte, which is <laughs> like so that's zero point zero zero seven or something megasecond. <laughs> wow, you wanna put it into meg? Why don't you put it into gig while you're there? No, I just had a few more zeros. On. I was just, I'm just trying to think. Like It would basically mean that to fill a, an old-fashioned 1.44 floppy drive would take, well, I don't know, a week. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love the old days, eh? Love the old days.
0: All right, well, what do you got else, Will? Because we've got to get out of here.
1: Yeah, no, everything else can, uh, can... Oh, there we go. Five meg per, on a nine-track tape, five megabytes per 2,400 feet of tape. Wow, wow. <laughs> so that's, uh, what's that divide by three? So that's about, what, 800 odd metres of tape to get uh, five meg. Sweet, lovely,
0: <laughs> lovely. Imagine that thing humming, eh, in your bedroom. <laughs> oh. Could you
1: imagine trying to find that particular file you want? Just hold it and fast forward. <laughs> well,
0: it's not big enough to actually hold a file. Imagine trying to find that particular um, letter. Well, hold it. Yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, that letter you want.
0: Yeah, yeah. the the, yeah, the, the new three re- maths the newy <laughs> font for a can we find that on that tape please
1: oh. apparently well as of a few years ago there used to be still an old reel-to-reel active um in the, one of the universities used to keep it running you could actually access it yeah okay. um yeah it was actually online and everything you could go yeah, there I think we could... might
0: have mentioned that yeah i think we, we brought that up in one of the shows oh now, um, now that wasn't me sitting on anything. Sorry, this is this is. <laughs> Are you sure? <laughs> this is Will and his background. So, okay. <laughs> now, late news before we go. PA has just come back in with the the, the difference between the Sans Serif and the Nui is one pixel. So there you go. You have it from the the, the dog's mouth. That's uh, <coughs> the one pixel difference. All right, good stuff. All right, Will. Uh, that's it. So thanks for coming in.
1: Not a problem, now, I'm not
0: sure you're not here next week. Is this
1: correct? Uh, I will be here next week. I won't be here the week after.
0: Oh, good. Okay, because I, I was worried then. We were, we we're running out of people. So hopefully <laughs> everyone's on holidays. Who, who takes these to holidays these days? Well, obviously not me or Will now, so uh, that's good. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so thanks, Will. We'll see you next time. And uh, See you later, sir. And thanks for everyone who uh, has downloaded, listened to us on the Phase FM or wherever you may have consumed us <laughs> on the YouTube. Uh, you can find us at aussietechheads.com.au. Don't forget aussiemaxzone.com.au. And Aussie Maxime's also is uh, also uh, video and audio through iTunes and YouTube as well, if you want.
1: And if you can't get enough of me, you can go to obsidianloft.com and check out our podcast that we do once a week on Minecraft mm. and Minecraft-related ancillaries. So now, there you go. You might have to
0: spell Obsidian, please.
1: Obsidian, O B S I D I A N. Obsidian Loft. That's Ooh. actually a real thing. Go right. look it up.
0: Okay. <laughs> All right. And look, I played my first Minecraft game last night. I jumped on. I jumped on the Will server and had it a hunt around, and um, little bloke was in there, and so I ran up to him and killed him. And uh, <laughs> he loved it. He loved it. <laughs> All right, guys, uh, we've got to get out of here. So um, there's something else coming up after us, I would imagine. I don't know what. Probably silence. <laughs> okay. So we'll see you guys. Black screen. <laughs> no, hope no blue screens. I'm over them. So see you next uh, next week. Okay. Bye bye for now. Bye bye. See ya. Bye. bye.